Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to African Brand Academy podcast, your number one African podcast on brand development and digital transformation, giving you insight and effective strategies to grow, scale, and promote your brand. Here are your hosts, Sharon Afre. Hello, good day, and welcome to another episode on the African Brand Academy podcast. I'll be talking with the seven figure chick. Chill, don't be chilled yet. Before you get your seven figures, there are some things you have to do to get to that level of income. And one of those things is how to get your dream clients, the type that makes running a business worthwhile for you. So for those who don't know, Amarachi, also known as the seven figure chick. She's a serial entrepreneur, an author, business analyst, and coach with over 12 years of business experience and running multiple business a graduate of governor university we'll come back to the cu part well she's the founder of seven figure chick academy and the podcast host of seven figure chick podcast dedicated to helping business owners start up and scale their businesses she also offers personal one-on-one coaching for entrepreneurs and creatives so please let's welcome amara amara good day how are you doing hi sharon good day i'm good how are you i'm good Thank you so much for being here. We'll be talking today on how you can get your dream client for your business. And I want Amara to give us some of her best customer acquisition strategy that you can implement from today. So make sure you're tuned in to the end for all the juice. Well, Amara, eh? I've been needing to have this conversation with you, but before that, I'm curious to know how did you become the seven-figure chick and what are some milestones that you're proud of? Oh, okay. Um, so seven figure chick was just a vision I had in my head and I've had it for years, but I actually didn't know how to like bring it into life. So it was kind of scattered in my head. So I initially started a brand called Twist Branding and we do branding for businesses. We create websites. So it's more of a digital support for business, right? So you can do your logos, business cards and all that stuff. But on the same page, I was also like teaching. I just found myself wanting to teach business people since like I was trying to attract them so I really just wanted to teach um teach them what I do to make myself successful in my businesses so that's where I started from I would record videos I would go live once in a while but there's just something missing there's just something missing until one day there was someone I was following following on Instagram and I just saw a comment somewhere where she said like I wish us business owners could have like our own community where like we just understand what's going on when you say something is relatable to the other person so I was just like that's it that's what I've always wanted to do and i was like that's it that's what i that's my vision and it just sounds wow. better hearing it so i was like that's it so i the same day i think i opened the page and i just let people know that okay this was happening then i probably launched maybe a week after that because i had to like craft my own business plan and know okay the pillars of the business and what i wanted to offer and bring and as soon as i started that page it just I would say it went viral in my own world because so many people just went for it. Like people really, really loved what the brand was about because it was more about sharing knowledge and just like helping business owners grow. And for the first one year, like I wasn't really interested in monetizing it. So it was just like back-to-back content on what you can do to grow your business, practical steps you can take right now. So that's how that brand came about. And then everyone just kind of tagged me the seven figure chick. And I chose seven wow. because 
I feel like in this country, in Nigeria, you cannot brand yourself. Not not even branding yourself. It's just, you cannot, like when you're making six figures, you're just all right. Because six figures could be 100 <laughs> And 100K yeah, is not yeah, enough. Yeah. You get yeah, no. Yeah, it's not enough. Yeah. Like your, your business expenses is probably in six figures. So you want to be making seven figures to make sure that, yeah, like you can take care of the business and the business can also take care of you. And I'd already gone to that point in my own businesses. So it didn't make sense to even think about six figures. So that's where seven came from. And probably one day we'll change it to eight figures or create an eight figure brand. Out of- <laughs> amen. Amen <laughs> so- to that. Amen. Soon as I get there, you guys will get the update that the, the whole thing is changing to eight figures now. <laughs> as anyone that like earning dollars, probably someone from the from New York or like Canada come to you and be like thinking that you can get them seven figures in dollars. Have someone come to your DM with that kind of offer? Yeah, actually, but yeah. most of the time when I don't know if maybe they just figured because this brand is um established in africa so but most of the time when people like that like i have international um prospective clients or people who also follow the page from other countries i didn't actually know until they started dming me for help and most of the time they're always talking about six figures so they're like okay so i just want to build my business up to six figures they usually don't say seven i don't know for some reason So they're like, okay, I see like you do this, building up to seven figures. I feel like I, I mean, I would earn up to six figures. Yeah. So I've never really had it. That'd be really challenging for me to teach someone, but it's actually not challenging because it's the same steps. Like business is business, regardless of the global mm. Um, mm. location. Business is business. Yeah. Like if you use same strategies, you can make seven figures here and seven figures there, to be honest. All right. What did you study in Covenant? I studied business administration. Uh, you're still in line now. Okay, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so can you tell me about how you got your first million and some habits or things that have helped you to get there? I'm not even going to pretend and say, oh, this is my routine. I, I don't have a healthy routine. <laughs> I wish I did, but I, I really don't. And I want to be real and as practical as possible. I'm not an influencer, so I'm not trying to tell you this. I mean, I have posted some routines on the page that, but I've always said that this is not my idea. Like I found this online. Would you be willing to try it out? I've created content on things like that. But as as to my routine, I can't say I have a routine. I'm just winging it. And if you if you speak to the best entrepreneurs out there they'll tell you the same thing everyone is actually just winging it because when you're looking at it from a distance it seems like this person always has it figured out no one has everything figured out you just try to create a structure in place a system that can help you make more like i was in a meeting yeah, today is that system i'm trying to understand like was there a system in place for you to get to that seven figures or like when i mean habits i don't mean like daily habits yeah daily too but like okay. were you trying to get to customers every day like doing some sales call were you trying to engage your community like what was it like getting that fe- your first million what was it like or how did you how did you, or did you just come there by chance like you go i don't know that's what i'm trying to say ask I would not say it came by chance. It was definitely hard work, but um, there was definitely a system in place. And when I don't think I actually marked it mentally when I made my first million. In my head, I just like okay. if you ask me right now and you and you rack my brain on my behalf, I just feel like I've always made seven figures. And it was there's a point where I just 
did that and it was just normal so it was later on like me mm. chatting with my friends and then people like i remember when i made my first million i'm like wait i actually don't remember that i just remember always having making uh sorry yeah. always having yeah. made millions yeah so I, I would say the system that i put in place was first of all so like i i love to play a numbers game and i'm not saying this to maybe talk down on anyone that loves to overprice let me not call it overpriced but charge high for their services and your products so for me mm-hmm. maybe it's the evil girl in me i love to play a numbers game so what i do is first of all so there's nothing you can't do anything without having a goal in mind and a goal is not just writing it down on a sheet of paper okay like a goal is something you have to put in front of yourself every day so here's what i do actually with my goals i have this little cards i got them from yeah. church they're supposed to be for bible verses but um what i do is take one to the they, they're like empty you can scribble on them right so i take one for each goal and i write what i want i don't write it first of all in in the future tense like i will make money or i will do this i write it like it's already done that's the first thing yeah. right so i could write okay i achieved having two millionaire in my account that is a hundred percent my own that is after you minus your cost price and whatever, I'll write that down and say, um, I I accomplished having this amount in my account by so so and so date. So, because the reason why I feel like you should put a timeline on it is because even if you're not able to achieve that exact amount, you get pretty close. That's the fact. Because you give your brain a constraint to work with. Like something I've said on the page before, if you're trying to get money, you can't just um put put it out there without a timeline because what happens is when something happens to someone you love and you need to come up with a certain amount of cash do you understand how or do you realize how easier it is for you to find that money on a normal day you probably wouldn't just find 50k but then when when it's like a matter of life or death or something really serious like you're gonna kick you out of your apartment you use every method possible to get that cash because you don't want to be out in the streets so that's what happens when you set your goal with with a timeline right so i I write a date there so first things first is to just have a goal so what i do with my goal now if i say i'm gonna make two million i'm gonna say okay if i'm gonna make two million in profits at maybe the end of 30 days or 60 days whatever you believe you are capable of doing what i'm gonna do Mm. is divide that into so let's say i have a product that is um that can make 20k off of right what i'm gonna do is divide 2 million by 20,000 and say okay Okay. that means i only have to sell this product to 100 people i'm going to set milestones for myself to say okay here's the thing when I hit, um, let's say when I hit 25 people, I, I, I've com- I've accomplished one over four, like a quarter of that goal. When I hit yeah. 50 people, I've accomplished half of the goal. Now, it's very easy to get excited when, because when you set these things and you set your mind to work, you, you realize how quickly you can get this thing done. And then what happens, here's a pitfall. You get so amazed that you actually begin to feel relaxed. Like, oh wow i actually did it too and then you get carried away and before you know you you don't ever hit 75 um people mark to make it 75 percent on do you get my point so what what you do is keep your goal that's why so like i was trying to say with those cards i carry them with me every day they're always in my bag they're always with me i i keep it under my pillow so if i want to go to bed my cards are under my pillow i'm gonna read it's the last thing i read like or i go through it 
just before I doze off, I try my best to do that to do that every single night. So I go through it, I read it, and you remember like we're writing it in past tense, like we've already done this. It's not it's not something that we're See, trying you're not even to do. Writing it in in present, you're writing it in past. In past tense, yes. So it's just wow. it's like a subconscious mind trick. Yeah, like I achieved two million in my account by the 31st of December. I achieved X amount or whatever it is. It could be I got a house. I, I moved wow. out of my parents' house to this place. So it's, it's just something that I do, right? Oh, I've always heard of the present tense, not the past. So I'm shocked. Oh, no. I always write it in the past because what do you want to say? I am making two yeah, million. I am. That, I got yeah. that, that gives your mind something. Um, it gives your it gives your mind too many things to work with. Like, are you making it? Because that, that creates room for doubt. Your your mm. ego mind is gonna be like, you know, you're not. And then you, if you're weak mentally, might begin to be actually realistically, I'm not. But I will be there. You see, that's the pitfall. Now you're thinking in future tense automatically. Okay. But when you when you write it in the past, you're beginning to think like you feel it. You almost it's like it's like tricking yourself into imagining that it already happened right there's an emotion that comes with it that emotion gets you like a little bit excited all of your cells come alive you feel it it could be for like a second but once you've done that once you wow. felt that emotion that's it that's really wow. it because it gives your mind your subconscious mind something to work with because honestly everything is deep within you right and like what i would tell anyone that's trying to build a seven-figure business or like make a million don't just do anything that you think is popular right now or is making waves right now. Always just start um, with your passion. Always just start with your passion because your passion is a compass that's going to lead you to where you need to be. So if you're doing something just because someone else is doing it and it looks prosperous, like there's so many things that are going on right now that are really good, like tech, fintech is hot right now, um, Bitcoin and all these other cryptocurrencies they're really hot right now but i'm not gonna dive into it because one i do not even have a passion for digital currency i'm not really inclined to want to go into that so i could do it for savings but not as a business if you get my drift okay so you yeah. always have to start with your passion and then maintain a positive mental attitude because the business can only be as healthy as you are as a person like what i always say is your business is only gonna en- enhance or let's say amplify that's make more visible the things you already are like what you think about yourself if you feel like mm. oh i'm not smart oh, other people have more luck than me when you go into business you realize that everyone else is selling but you it's not because your business actually can't be good it's actually because um it's because of your mindset so if your mindset mm. if you're not approaching your business with a positive mental mindset Trust me, yeah. it's going to show in your business. If you have a bad attitude, it's going to show in your business. Whatever it is, your business only amplifies what's already there, right? So have a positive mental mindset and have passion. And then I would say, here's a mistake I made after I made maybe my first or second or third million. I don't even know. I wasn't keeping count, but I know I made a lot of money. And I, I, I actually... <laughs> I actually stumbled upon my um, 
financial records from maybe 2018 2019 and i was seeing i, I was okay. sharing it with my best friend because she was at my house and i was like oh my god damn like i used to make a lot of money because it was a a book record of um like the sales we were making a day and i was selling like every single day and i'm telling you maybe like 60k four or five times a day um 70k a few hundred k plus i swear to god like even i don't believe it like if it wasn't my own handwriting i wouldn't have believed that that was my business but here's the the thing i did wrong i didn't save so that leads me to my next point like in terms of what routine should you have or what what should you do when when you're making money just know Mm. how to budget and have financial scrutiny like don't spend too much Mm. Make sure mm, to say, yeah, because you there, there are glory days and there are regular days. On your glory days, don't let it get to your head. I know, like, you probably had motivational speakers say these things, but trust me, like, I'm speaking from experience because then I, re- I realize now that I'm older that what I used to do then was just tell my friends, you know what, like, we're going out tonight, bills on me, like, I'm spending money left, right, center. I never saved, not even for a minute because, yeah. and I was never spending anything, like, or rent. And when rent is due, the money will always be there. I didn't have to save because the business, was, it is, let me not say it was, God forbid, <laughs> but, like, back then, <laughs> business it was literally or is still was yeah. whatever literally really good do you get my point mm. so make sure to save like you, you don't know when you're gonna have an emergency it could be yeah. anything sorry you want to say something no i was I'm, I'm pumped because i had this conversation last week with money talk with ife and this is exactly what she was talking about we were talking about budgeting and how to do financial planning for businesses and then you're just like saying the whole thing again i'm like damn you guys really listen to this one because like i'm strong <laughs> so oh, like, i love the fact that this is happening again so if you need to know how to budget and set your financial goals go back to the last episode okay so just make sure to save and to reinvest into your business you can reinvest in courses you might feel like oh i'm not making enough money to reinvest but you can reinvest into a course that can help you boost your business knowledge if maybe you never studied business in school you can probably like pay for some business course like we have courses on seven figure chick you can get that you can get courses anywhere they're free courses on the internet but reinvest into something it could be maybe an an equipment that will make your craft better but make sure you save money to reinvest every single month i I would even say have a figure just okay every month i'm going to make sure i always have half a million to reinvest back into my business or 400k to reinvest back into my business and then i would say the last thing that should be in your routine in your journey towards being a millionaire and making more money than you could ever imagine is to dream big and never stop or you would build a ceiling above your head and that ceiling is going to be really hard to break because you built it yourself and you would always keep pointing Mm. fingers to circumstances around you like oh it's just the nigerian economy or oh it's a spiritual problem but you built the ceiling (laughs) and because you don't know that you put the ceiling over your head you can never get it off do you get so Mm -hmm. don't get too comfortable because today's success mm. is still in tomorrow's world. Like you can make a million now. It's not going to matter tomorrow. Did you make a million today? Yeah. Just like how Pigeon English, um, this Pigeon English slang says, I get on before, before, no be property. You got to have the money we- now. Like <laughs> we used to yeah. make money last year, but how about this year? 
what did you do this year year? dream bigger dreams like you make a million set your next goal to be Mm -hmm. two million the goal after that should be five million just keep dreaming big and never ever stop because that even happened to me one time like after i made all the money that i saw in my my financial record like my book record i felt like i was very complacent i just felt like i had everything and i wasn't dreaming big like okay i need to open another branch or you know because if i was having those dreams then i had the money to have already foot the bill because the money was available now the economy is a little bit stiff so you have to work maybe two or three times as hard it's not your fault it's just that there's not enough money in circulation so you got to do way more to convince people to spend a hard and limited cash on your business you get me so mm. when the economy is better and there's more money in circulation then definitely people it's easier to spend money so now you have to do times yeah. two the work so i got comfortable and then when i when when like reality sh- shook me it was post covid and then i was like for the first time i had to close down my business i'm like you know what i told yeah. all my staff go home everyone go home i can't do this and then like something happened to me that has never happened to me before i started owing salaries for like two months i didn't have the money to pay i would usually pay salaries the 25th to the 27th yeah post covid you know like the dollar rate went really high all of a sudden yeah and you know everything changed globally so it was just weird Mm -hmm. you know i had to shut down my business like not my business entirely but like the physical store because I had staff on ground that I had to pay and I, my business couldn't keep up at that point in time. But, you know, that's one thing about life. It, it comes in, there's this thing called the principle of rhythm. Like life is like a pen, pendulum ball. Is that what they call it? Pendulum ball. It swings back and forth with the same, like, velocity. It sounds so physics-like, right? <laughs> but life is going to swing you to the left and it's also going to swing you to the right. You get, so you just have to be ready when that happens. So yeah, that would be the entire routine, I would say. Right. So what you're trying to tell us is we should have the right mentality, write our goals mm-hmm. down and keep it close, save, invest, and don't put a cap on it mm-hmm. and don't get too comfortable, right? Yeah. And I think I should also add that you need to prioritize making meaningful connections in the industry that you find yourself in. That's also very key to getting there faster. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's pretty much it. Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a keeper. So we can both agree that finding and engaging your dream clients can get to seven figures, right? Definitely. Definitely. So um, I want to just, I don't know if you can just help us out. What does it mean to, what does the dream client mean? Like, what does it mean for me to have a dream client and talk to this dream client of mine? Okay, so your dream client would be the person that has the exact amount of money to spend on the products you have to offer. Or better yet, let's say this, the dream client would be the person that has the perfect problem for the solution you're offering. I think that's a better explanation. So because the person has a perfect problem for your solution, the person will be willing to pay the exact amount that you have to offer because they understand the value that you're bringing, the solution that comes with it. So your dream client is the person that has the exact problem you're trying to solve. Basically, yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay, so what's what's one thing you feel like every brand should do before going to look for their supposed dream client? Uh, Okay, so don't make the mistake of 
trying to figure out what your target audience is. So even even in business school, they taught us about target audience. They never spoke at all. Maybe they barely hit on the topic of your ideal client. So an audience is a group. So when you say target audience, an audience is a group. So I say go deeper than that. That's the key to success. Like know the very individuals that make up that group that you want to sell to. So key tips okay. here would be, you know, working with deeper metrics than, mm. you know, just age, sex, uh, location. That's usually the metrics that most entrepreneurs work with when it comes to, um, when it comes to um, working with your target audience or dream client or whatever. So go deeper than that, you know. You need to figure out things like the habits of your prospective clients. On a, is the person a smoker? Is the person um, a party person? Is this the person that is family-oriented? You need to figure those things out because those things will actually help you do better in terms of marketing. So say, for example, I'm trying to sell something to a mom. So let's say it's a it's a basic product, right? This is just a random example off the top of my head. So let's say it's a basic product, like um, something that helps you cut um, your vegetables. So let's say she's a wife, she's a mom. You're, you're trying to sell, you know, this nicer, dicer equipment they sell, you know, it helps you chop up your veggies really fast and in like way more speed than you would when you're using a chopping board and a knife, right? So, but this person is a mom. You figured out that, okay, the person who's going to be cooking and using equipment like this are people who probably stay at home or maybe not stay at home, maybe not stay at home, but um, the person is a mom. So now the person has a baby to take care of. Now, if you understand that one lifestyle aspect of that person, mm-hmm. you will understand that the person has a challenge there. So let, let me just give you an example of what, um, if, I were, if I were to run an ad for something like that, like an equipment that helps you chop vegetables faster or whatever, and I'm trying to target moms now because you've done the deep work and you figured out that, okay, this person is probably a stay-at-home mom or a working-class mom. It doesn't matter. But the point is the person is a mom, meaning the person has a young child that's dependent on them for everything, right? But what's your business with that? Because you're just trying to sell something that helps you chop your vegetables faster. So here is an ad that if I were to sell that kind of product, this is an ad that I would put out. So I would want to make a video of a regular woman in her regular kitchen slicing up vegetables with a chopping board and a regular knife, right? So make a video of that but while she's dicing the vegetables i want her baby to be in the background crying because she's trying to chop vegetables but she has a baby she has to take care of and this baby is probably feeding right now or the baby is you know just uncomfortable you know how babies get all they do is cry they're they're happy okay (laughs) when they're happy they don't cry but they're hungry they cry diapers are full they cry feel hot, they cry. So the baby's crying for whatever reason, right? And now she has to stop the vegetable. She wants to pick up the baby, but she remembers that, oh, she was just slicing pepper with her bare hands. So she has to go wash her hands now, you see. So the baby's still crying. She's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. She's trying to, you know, just pacify the situation and work really fast. But then she carries yeah. the baby and then puts the baby back down or whatever. But so that that that's one scene, right? The next scene will probably be while she's she's exhausted at this point, right? Because now she has to switch between 
slicing vegetables and attending to the baby or whatever. Mm-hmm. But let's say just maybe a thought or her friend texts her or she just scrolls through the phone or she sees the nicer, nicer ad. So here's another clip showing on her TV screen while she's trying to calm her baby down. And it's just talk about how, you know, it helps you cut your vegetables faster, you know, 50% less time spent doing that. It's mm. neat. You don't have to use your hands to touch the veggies. Nysa does everything for you and that, mm. da, 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 da. And then right. she's like, oh, wow. So she orders from whatever website, deliver it to her doorstep. Now she takes you to the kitchen and she starts using it. Maybe this is another day, right? Yeah. She's changed clothes or whatever because we're trying to be realistic. So now she's she's in the kitchen and she's chopping the vegetables. And the baby is crying. But here's the deal. Now, she's not touching the pepper directly, right? She doesn't have to touch the yeah. tree. Now, she just goes to the baby's room or maybe in the living room where the baby is playing or whatever, picks up the baby and the baby's even on her waist. Or mm. the baby is on a high chair where she can mm-hmm. feed the baby snacks, right? But at the same mm-hmm. time, she's using the other hand to just slice it. But then there's no mess. She can do both things at the same time. The baby's happy. Mm-hmm. The vegetables are getting sliced real That alone puts out a message to, not even to moms, but to any other person that would be like, oh, wow, this is so convenient. You see, because what you're trying to sell, it's not just a nicer dicer. It's a more convenient way to buy your vegetables. That's the main thing. That's the solution you're offering. So I feel like, one of the major problems um, entrepreneurs actually have is they don't even know what they're offering. What's the solution? What's something? And people mm. feel like, oh, you know, this thing is, um, it's not a, a really big deal. It's nothing crazy. It's not some, you know, mm. Fortune 500 ideas. How am I going to market yeah. it? It's not just to post the pictures and just, no, you know, you need to learn how to play the game right. So you want to tease people mentally and let them understand this is the value. Mm. If you can't do that, there's no point. There's no difference between you and the woman in Balogu Market sitting down under the sun every single day trying to, trying to, you know, make ends meet. Do you get my point? So, yeah. So, make sure you go deeper and get more information. You want to get, of course, the age, the location. And when I say location, we're not talking about the geographical location. That's important, you know, geographically. But what's more important is the virtual location because you're selling online most of the time. And even if you're not selling online, you have a physical store, but you also need to have an online presence. So you need to know the virtual location. Like, okay, the, mm-hmm. the mom who has a baby, find her yeah. on TikTok. Most likely not. But she could be on WhatsApp, she could be on Telegram, she could be on Facebook, definitely. You know, so you want to try to figure out what is the virtual location of your client. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, yeah, do that. Figure out their habits, figure out their routine, because in those little things, you would find out amazing ideas on how to market your products. Create or build the persona and then duplicate that persona into your business. That's how you figure out your your ideal client. And then a group of your ideal clients comes together to make your target audience. Now, those are the people you're targeting because they're a group now. You call them an audience, not really one ideal client or one dream client. You get my point. So group your ideal people together and then make it your target audience so you know how to market to them so yeah okay so if i'm getting you right um knowing actually what the solution that your business offers or your brand offers before trying to go and search for your dream client one Mm -hmm. right 
in using this woman as an example now who who is the brand's target on the vegetable dicer slicer well your target audience could have multiple personas and it. it doesn't have to be one person so the person selling in the nicer dicer is not only sending to a mom so the mom is just one person so when you're thinking about the people that exist in your target audience you start asking yourself oh okay you want to figure out who else can you market to? Am I going to give you my easy tool to fix it? Because there's something I teach my students, basically. If you just know this one thing, this key metric, you'll be able to know who you're selling to. Okay. So you got to figure out who else needs a, a nicer dicer besides a mom. So you ask yourself, do you want to sell it to students? You know, or you say, oh, I don't want to sell to students because it's okay. kind of expensive and I don't want students to, I don't want to have to bring down my price because I'm selling to students, you know. Because that, you know, students, the purchasing power is not as high as someone who's working class. So you just got to figure out, okay, who else needs this product? And create, do the same thing that we did for the woman who has a baby. So you're figuring out, oh, she's a mom. This is probably what her lifestyle is like. She's probably stressed from all the multiple things she has to do as a mom. Right. So you figure out what the challenges of the other people are, you know. So just say so in, in, in your target audience, this is very key. You can actually have up to five personas. So we call them avatars, so your your um your ideal clients. So you can have avatar one, avatar two, avatar three. So this avatars, the avatars um point out different people in different stages of life that exist within your audience. So all of that grouped together, your target audience, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, perfect sense. For instance, if this person, this brand comes to you and like, I want a billboard in Lagos, right? For this brand, would you use the target audience to reach to reach out, or you use a particular uh, persona to reach out to a particular group of people, a okay. particular person? So, for every marketing campaign, you have to have a goal, right? You need to know who you're targeting. So, if you know you already have more than one persona in your audience. You cannot market to all of them on the same level because they're thinking from different perspectives. The challenges are not the same. So let's say you wanted to put the billboard now in a busy place like a market place or wherever people conduct business. You know, you would figure out, okay, this one now is for the market people. So you could, you could, um, you could do that. So that's why you see some brands, they run multiple ads on the same product. They're just trying to sell one product. They have different, yeah. it's just like Airtel. Airtel yeah. is a very good example, the network, right? So that mobile network company, they have different videos because they know they're trying to target different people. They have the one, they have that tell you how with their network, it's easier to do business because their network is stable and you can have your online meetings and you don't have to stress and you guys can send your files to each other in the office. Then they have another one for women who love to party and go to Owambe. Do you get that? Then they have another one for for people who are working or family, you know, like something that has to be intimacy, husband and wife or Valentine's like lovers or something, because they know that their target audience consists of just different personas. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So that you have a broad range of clients you need to serve. You have to serve them on different levels. You can't use one generic ad. Most like you can use it, of course, but it's not really going to mm. give you the result you're looking for as opposed to actually making different ads or different campaigns for yeah. different segments of your audience. So if you want to attract all the people you've identified that need your products, then you definitely need to use different approaches. Like I, I've said this on my business page before, that seven-figure chick, right? So I've said, when you're trying to um, bring value to a rich man who flies a private jet, 
you cannot reach him the same way you will reach the man who is homeless and is sleeping under the bridge. That man under the bridge, or only thing he's concerned about right now is um, having a roof over his head and how to become financially independent so he doesn't have to beg money. That's if, if yeah. he's thinking right. Those should be his goals, right? But the person who flies a private jet to whatever location I want to go to, it's not bothered about a roof. Of course, he has a roof over his head. Either personally mm. built or rented, it doesn't matter, right? Most likely, it will be personal, like he owns the building, because for you to own a private jet, you should have a building or two to your name, right? So that person is more concerned about how to insure his properties. So if you come to that person telling them, oh, we can make you rich, the person will just laugh and scoff at you, like, what do you mean by we can make you rich. Come here and let me teach you how to make money. Let me be rich. Yeah. That's not value to them. So value is very specific to the person you're trying to bring it to. Do you get my point? Yeah, I get your point. Yeah. I get your point. So when you were talking, you were talking about the fact that, okay, um, students not being able to find a good purchasing power to get a particular brand mm-hmm. or... Uh, say the vegetable dice right so the question i want to ask is how does pricing affect getting your dream clients in the sense that wait let me let me try let me try explain or getting deeper into this question i mean how does pricing affect your dream clients i'm talking about you on the sense of you pricing yourself let me use a luxurious brand so there are people who are interested in luxury right the people who are actually interested in luxury how does you mean pricing myself low or high or overpricing on the pricing how does it affect getting this my dream client if i'm trying to target a luxurious so, brand so as a luxury brand your ideal client will not involve anyone that's broke because you have to do the the math you have to figure out the purchasing power of your dream clients like we said like this person is your dream client the person has the exact amount of money to spend that's that's why it's called a dream client like you guys fit there's compatibility so you do not want to stress yourself. Yeah. You can't target everyone. If you are shooting at random targets, like different targets, you probably not hit anyone. But if you have one straight focus or two straight focuses, I would say one. Let's just say, let's call it one because it's one group of target audience, right? You can have different personas, but the point is they all have the same problem. That's what makes them a group. They have a common problem. Yeah. And you, 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 you decide. So let's say designer handbags of course you have asos river island you have even china bags they know who they're targeting they're not they're not necessarily targeting high-end clients right but you have people like um off-white balenciaga and all these other brands and they know who they're targeting you would never hear or see an ad that by louis vuitton that is um engineered towards a broke person you can't afford it. So you're not in my list of people that I'm trying to even draw. Yeah. That's why you see people mm-hmm. now that do not be- belong to that segment do scam and everything or, or work really hard just to get their hands on that product. So what other people have to do now is come up to your level because you set a standard. This is the bar. You're not going below this. So it's, you either mm-hmm. don't belong or work your ass off to get to the level that gives you that value. So there are things like, you know, you see people who, who don't have 5, 10 kinder in their accounts, but they're dreaming and aspiring to own a Mercedes. Did you see that? Yeah. They're not going to pray. They're not, they're not going to pray for Mercedes to bring down the price. They won't. Because if Mercedes brings down the price, the value of a Mercedes will diminish. There's yeah. no point. Mm. This mm. becomes like a facade. What do I need? What, what, what's that? 
Do you get my point? <laughs> or like a random badass car. Yeah. So those people, it's not your business. That's not you. So what you do is that's one thing. When people, when people set um their goals or like or they're trying to build their business from scratch, they set too small a goal for themselves. Because if you're like, ah, if I charge it at this price, then nobody will buy. And then because you say it, that's what will happen. Because you actually don't believe that the clients that will pay that price exist. And let me tell you, they do. Yeah. The day you decide to start charging in dollars while you're in Nigeria, yeah. you will find people that are only interested in paying in dollars. We have so many expatriates here. They have raw cash in foreign currency with them in their houses. Those are the only people that will come to you and other, you know, high-end Nigerian citizens. Yeah. Do you get my point? Yeah, I get so, my point. Basically, that's, that's, that's not your business. Okay. That's not your business. Set the bar for yourself and just do what you deep down inside really want. All you got to do is really back it up with the belief because if you don't actually believe that those people exist, you'll never draw mm. them because you know we'll be able to think about players that will draw them to you mm. because you, in your head, they don't exist. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so what are some purchasing barriers that could stop people from uh, prospects from patronizing a brand? Okay. Uh, I mean, we're purchasing barriers. It could be a myriad of things. It's, it's a very long list, but I think the most common ones would be lack of trust. Like people feel like, I'm not sure you would deliver on your promise, you know, that kind of thing. And the only way to combat that is um, use of social proof and you making your business as human as possible. So if, if people feel like, oh, there's no face behind this, or we don't actually know, they could be sending pictures off of another person's page. Mm. I don't know, it's not a scam. You want to put yourself out there. If not you, your team. Mm. Get somebody to stand out as the face of your brand. Make it human. Try to, you know, speak on the things you know they're going through. And they were like, oh my God, this person just gets me. Yeah. I feel like I want to support her style. I just like how she talks. I just like how she presents this issue. I feel like she gets me. And now, that takes away the lack of trust. And they're like, okay, even if it doesn't take it away 100%, it would take it away enough for them to want to give you a try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, let me just try them one more time. The first time. You know, some clients will be in the DM, and I get this a lot. Like, hmm, I just want to try you. Please, though, don't, don't break that out. If you are able to deliver this one, I'll, eh, I'll one. come back. <laughs> yeah, stop buying this book. You know people like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you've done when you hear things like that in your DM or over the phone, you just know that okay, you're doing something right because you are breaking down that barrier of no trust, right? So that's usually the first one. Use yeah. social proof, like pictures and screenshots of other people testifying to how good your products are. Mm. Put that online as possible. If for me, I try to not hide the handles. Like if I'm posting on social media, I put their handles so people can actually message them. And I've had this happen to me a lot. A client messaging me and say, ah, some of your some of your customers came to my DM to ask me if it's real or if what I bought for me was actually I've good. Done, and I've I told them before, like to be honest. I went to someone's DM to uh-huh. ask <laughs> it's actually like well, you see like, this person legit. <laughs> exactly like you follow them yeah they posted you one time i swore, you know so things like that happen and then if you're actually doing a good job of providing the right services or the right products mm. definitely your own products is good for themselves yeah, yeah, yeah you don't need to do too much yeah so that's one barrier another barrier is probably like competition 
um, existing in a field where there are other players, like multiple people are selling the same products or the same services. I feel like, you know, the only thing you can do here to combat that is using your USP. So that's your unique selling point. Everyone else does it. No problem. But what are you bringing different to the table? It doesn't matter if a million and one people have done it before. If you can bring something new, something fresh, a different perspective to the table, people are going to come for it. Yeah. You All you need to do is spike interest. Mm. You, you know what? Go against the bias, you know? Go against the bias. Just up, scatter the whole system. You can be a disruptor in the markets. Like, you know, when when everyone else does something. So I did this thing actually in my business. Mm. One of my businesses, the hair one. So there was a time when I didn't even know that this strategy was what I was doing. So this thing just came to me naturally. And I just realized based on conversations with um, people, like customers in the DM, I just heard them say crazy things that are actually myths. Like, this is not real. So one day I just started talking about everything. I'm like, oh, I know you hear everyone say this, but here's the real deal. This is what the people who actually produce this product from the factory say about this. This is not real. This is just a marketing technique. And if you're going to buy from me, I want you to know that so you do not come with crazy, unrealistic yeah. expectations in the DM. I was able to break down like so many myths. And people are just like, oh, wow. And that placed me automatically in the leader's circle. So they're like, ah, this person has to know a lot. This is a professional. This person knows a lot. So you want to be a thought leader in your circle. You can be a disruptor. Use your USB. Mm. What's unique about your products? What's different? It could be your packaging. Mm. It could be the way you. So there's there's this um company that I'm looking to patronize recent um like very very recently. I started thinking about them. And um so what they sell is um just like female well being drugs and mm. and tools and stuff. You get what I mean? So, like, things that can help you balance your pH as a lady, things that can help you, um, help with fertility. Like, just things women need, like, for our internal female mm-hmm. ecosystem, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I use Well Woman. So, it's like a probiotic for women, female health, um, your pH, energy levels, the right level of estrogen, right level of the other thing. Okay. So... I use well woman, well woman, and that's because my friend recommended it, so I started buying it. And it's quite pricey because it's imported, but that wasn't even the problem. So one day, I heard about this other product that's like a a, a replacement for that, and it's actually less complicated than well woman. You don't have to take it every day. Well woman, you have to take one every single day for thirty days, and it's just enough for thirty days, so you have to buy it every month. But this one, it just does the work. You don't need to do too much. You only use it when necessary, when you feel like something is off. Okay. And you no, know, I picked an interest in that straight up. I was like, oh, okay, let me give this a shot. And I gave it a shot, but I wasn't sure, so I bought a really, really small amount of it. And then when I tried it, and I saw like how it made me feel really, really good, I was like, oh, okay, this is the truth. Now I would. I actually messaged the lady back to say, you know what? I actually didn't have any problems, but for me to feel good about your product, like I didn't have any challenges. It was just because I was looking for something to replace my raw woman um, mm. supplements. But the fact is, I didn't have a challenge, but your products actually even made me better, like made my body better without even any challenge. So I can imagine like what would have happened if I'd been using this when I probably had challenges. Like, mm. so just from that, like, I'm coming back and I'm buying the bigger pack of it. And she's like, oh, Awesome. Thank you so much for this review. Da, 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 da. Now, just before I made that payment, 
someone else, I just came across this other page and the only difference <laughs> and the only thing that attracted me to this page is just the packaging. What? Everything is pink. Oh God. Everything is pink. And, <laughs> and the names of the products, so they make it sound like food. You know, oh, something God. that could be a drug, gummies or candy. It was just cool. I don't know. Like, it just intrigued me. Oh, and right. they had, like, some extra tools now. So here's another unique selling point for them. They had extra tools that no one else actually has. So this person has obviously done their research and the groundwork. So that intrigued me. I'm like, oh, wow. Wow. Okay. 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 I even had to comment on your page one time. I'm like, you know what? If not for anything, just the way you present your brand, I must buy. They're like, oh my God, thank you so much. I can't wait for when you actually place your order. Da, 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 da. But honestly, I haven't placed an order yet, but I just placed another order with another brand. And the reason why I placed an order with them is because it was actually cheaper. I was getting more qual- quantity for the price. Okay, that's not the but one that you I take like once in a while. Is that the one you take once in a while? It's the same one. I take once in a while, yeah, but cheaper from these people. It's like, maybe 30 percent cheaper oh my god and the, so Guys, that's another you this, see how this person i'm talking to is really an evil woman so what what did we say about budgeting and eh? you can't just spend your business money anyhow <laughs> oh my goodness so yeah Oh, you have to <laughs> see. She, you have to. You have to get her right. She wants it beautiful. She wants it plenty, not complicated mm-hmm, and cheap. It, if you can give her that for, she's your loyal customer <laughs> for life. For life. That's what I'm talking about. For life. Wow. So I will actually go back to buy the other pretty looking one and just, just for try the sake of having it because it's, so it's just beautiful. It's just so pretty. Yeah, but I probably won't buy it more than once. That's the thing because for me. When it comes to starting, I love to save money. Like, I love to cut down on costs. Mm. Let me say that. We're not like, we lose save. Invest, don't save. Saving isn't really, really the big deal. The, the big bucks come in when you invest. But when it comes to, like, spending money on myself, I love to save costs as much as possible. So mm. that's the thing. So if, if someone was building a buyer persona for me, they would say, oh, the, someone who loves to save money mm. on things. Mm. It's, like, it's like my favorite boutique to shop from on an average day, like an average price of a piece of item in your store is like 45, 50, 60 K. Okay. So if you're going there, if you're not holding at least 50,000, you can't even buy anything. Wow. So that's for like one dress, right? And if I want to go out, I want to make a statement, maybe for a date or an occasion. That's the only place I'm shopping from, right? Now, Black Friday is coming this Friday, right? And guess what? For eight hours only, they're doing a sale where everything, everything is 10,000 there. And I already got a reminder. I told my best friend about it. I bought fall in my flat today to make sure that on Friday, I haven't told, I was talking to my friend. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be there by 7 a.m. I'll help them open the store. Oh my because these are, things, these are things I buy for 50, 60K, 45. The minimum is 45,000 if it's too cheap. And you're telling me that one is going to be 10K and I will not be there? That's a lie. But wait, wait first. Let me just ask you a question. Don't you just have mm-hmm. that small feeling in you that the clothes that are going to be on showcase that day are the ones that have probably been in the storeroom for a while and they've not been able to sell? And then they will take the very yeah, expensive one inside. No, of course, it's strategy, but that's the thing about us humans. When we're emotional about something, we don't think things through. <laughs> 
We don't think things through until after the action. So you see how she she's got she's got to me because the thought has actually crossed my mind. I'm like, what if they don't bring out their best stuff that day? What if they not bring out like old? like we know what is worth the try i might still see one or two things that i like Mm. and buy and she knows because of the kind of taste she's built with her clientele she knows what we would like Mm. so she cannot just bring out only old she won't make any sale because we know what we buy on a normal day it would feel like a scam yeah it's a strategy but i'm sure she will not put out her latest stock and i'm sure she will not put out ones that she's going to run at a loss yeah, definitely. So she probably put out nice things. She probably even maybe just bought extra products just for this Black Friday sale because mm. she's doing it for only one day. Yeah. The products are probably not that much, you know. Whatever it is, but that's the thing. You already know that your customers are people that it might not be all your customers. There's some customers that if it's cheap, they feel like it's fake. They don't want it. Mm. But you know, like I said, your target audience will have a, a good combination of different people with different unique tastes. Yeah, you know, we're not mm. exactly the stage of life. You know that you have clients that love expensive stuff, but you also know that in that mix, I have clients that will also not, they can spend expensive money on something, mm. like they can buy an expensive item, but they don't mind actually saving, saving. Yeah. money. Yes, I fall into that category. I can buy something that's pricey if I like it. Mm. But if you actually give me a good bargain, I'm going to go down. Of course, like I still go to the market to buy stuff. Like, are you joking? Hmm. It's, okay. it's not everything you buy from you Definitely, yeah. as a Lagos girl that you are no 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 come for your hand here now. <laughs> okay, but um there's this oh, one yeah. purchasing barrier that i got from you last month so that i even commented that i'm going to fix this right now which was um something about okay. something about um giving your audience or your market too many options to choose from you like too many services too many links okay. too many uh, too many types of products that kind of thing so can you talk a bit about that uh-huh okay so um that particular thing comes in when most likely in services so people get confused when there's too much options so people are like they get indecisive real quick especially if the prices are not really matching so if you're putting different options like so let's say um you actually have just one service but that one service you have different packages so let's say um you do home cleaning services for people right people who are busy they can't clean their homes themselves so you have a you have different packages it's just one service we're going to come in and clean your house that's one option right then um i said from that one option that one service i have to put out i have three different packages we can do once a week we can do seven days a week we can do three times a week Mm. so each of these three different options obviously come at different costs so that's different so i I would choose the one within my budget yeah well when you now say you know what we clean your house we do interior design (laughs) book tickets now we're talking about we yeah you know we can help you um rent out your house for an airbnb we, we can help you. Um, we sell duvets. Like, you're confusing me. Yes. You know what? I'll, I'll just be like, I'll be like, okay, that's cool. That's good to know. That's probably the highest action. Do you get what I mean? Because yeah. when you're saying these things, there's nothing that's really sticking. Which one are you best at? Mm. Which one do you perform the most at? So give me that one. Yeah. Because I have needs for all these things. But here's the thing. I probably already have plugs for all these other things. So I'm looking for a better option. Something that would do better for me. So why are you bringing to the table and which one exactly do you want to push? Because like I said, when you're trying to target too many things at the same time, you probably not catch anything. Mm. So you go hunting and you say, oh, 
want to get a rabbit, I want to get a lion, I want to also catch a snake, now maybe a goat, right? All of them could be passing by at the same time. You can't kill all of them at the same time. When you're trying to kill the snake, the lion can eat you. Mm. You know, when you're trying to catch the rabbit, the goat might run away. So it's better when <laughs> today you say, okay, today is just for rabbits. Mm. Tomorrow is for goat. So that's mm. what I meant by defining yourself. Don't give too many options. Even as a personal Keep the brand, best one. Please don't. Fine. Yes. Most of the time, when you see people put out too many options, it's because they themselves, as the business owners, as the guru behind the scene, they're confused. They don't really know. So you got to figure out, what can I really do? What do I really do? What do I love to do? Which one of these services makes me come alive? That's the service you should put out in front the most. Amplify that one. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, before I ask you the last question, um, is there any other purchasing barrier that you haven't mentioned? Okay. Um, price is one, okay. but that's basically like if you're not showing the value, yeah, then um, uh, yeah, people are gonna argue the price. Like, oh, you're showing me something for ten k, but I feel like it's worth five k. You're not really gonna get lots of clients from that. Yeah. But I think one thing that I should probably speak on the first time on this your podcast. I've never said this to my own clients before. It's bad reviews. Like, how do you deal with bad reviews? So let's say you've been popular or you've been doing well for a while, but then you get one client who's like a client from hell, and your client goes on social media and pays blogs to pull down your name wow. or whatever. You know, these things happen, yeah. right? So that that's that, that could be a purchasing barrier because people are like, oh, it's another brand that they scammed one babe of yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. millionaire. So now, what do you do? Just my solution to that would be be real. Okay, be real. Offer, offer an apology. Just say, okay, this is what happened and this is where we made an error. Be real, be a human so because you mean they that know no, it's not even complete. if it's a troll you mean they should head on like they should take it head on and actually come out and make a statement whether it's a troll or something whether it's a lie i'm telling you you'd be so surprised how that would actually help people say so, you know what we're all humans all of a sudden mm. people will change and be like we're all humans somebody's above mistake she has come out she says she's sorry she has refunded to the client and da 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 she has explained why Mm. this happened so if she can come out it means she's an honest person yeah. and she's safe to do business with yeah, 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 it yeah. helps the image or yeah. now there are clients from hell who would actually tell lies right mm. about your brand and say things that didn't happen if that's the case of the bio review you need to change the narrative mm. change the narrative and let people know exactly what happened and flip it on the person i tell you this like <laughs> flip the script on the person's head <laughs> and be like oh if this then why do i have proof against what you're saying yeah, why do i have yeah, yeah. do you know what i'm trying to say yeah. start for yourself be strong and say mm. your value points and then cement it with value i said this is the reason why our products are better this is why i always say you have to use this product seven times a week before you can actually see results yeah, 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 yeah. so if you didn't go through the instructions if you didn't follow the instructions then that's why you're getting yeah, what you're what getting. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah, that makes Add a lot of sense. Or cement whatever your narrative is with the value. And if it was wrong, I mean, if you actually made a mistake, make up for your mistakes visibly. Make up for your mistakes visibly. if you actually made one. Yeah. Visibly. Put it in front of everyone. Yeah, yeah, Post yeah. the screenshot of the money you sent back. Mm. Post the conversations. Post whatever it is to let people know that I'm real. 
Mm-hmm. I make mistakes. I'm a human being, but this is how I'm gonna make up for it. Yeah. So it's like, what Kanye West is going through right now? If he's able to actually come out mm. and you know own up to it, there are people <laughs> who will show him mercy. Kanye West and Grace. Kanye West is not yeah. doing any of that. <laughs> he's just going to go for no, it. No, 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 no. And I like that. I like that about him. <laughs> I like that. It's probably what I would do. Anything. That's what I'm like. It's, it's probably what I would do. The love brands that get hit with this thing and they literally just don't say anything. I don't know why. I don't know it's what not, the goal it's is because it's, most people just feel that since the media is going to die down and then they'll bring out one campaign or nah. one thing that will just hide the matter. But then, as, I'm just saying, but some personal it brands like down, Kanye but that's are not apologetic at all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then you have to be that big. Yeah? You have to be that big. So brand, don't go and do that one if you're, yeah. if you're an upcoming brand. <laughs> anyway, Trey, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, The last question I have for you, which you've answered a bit, but I wanted to know if there is a particular way to go about it is um, what are the top strategies that every brand can use to get their dream recurring client? You're like, we have to actually know our offer and the solution we're bringing to the market. But the question now is, how can I find these clients, right? And keep them to keep coming back. That, yeah. Okay. So, basically, like, customer acquisition, mm. right? So, um, like, once you have your ideal client or your ideal clients, your dream clients figured out, you'll find you'll find out that, you know, customers come rushing to you. That's just the truth. Because you're doing everything right. You're speaking you're speaking the right language. You're speaking the right um the right language they understand basically. You're using the right mood boards, the right text, the right marketing messages, whatever. Right. So the first step in your strategy should be identifying your ideal clients. Then you want to set up a system that brings clients in and remember, you always have cold and hot clients, right? So cold clients are the ones that really don't care too much about what you have to say. They can do without seeing your page or following you. Then you have hot clients that feel like, I want it. Oh my God, this is it for me. I want it right now. So those are hot clients. So you set up a system that brings in both cold and hot clients, you know, and then lead them into, so it's basically called a funnel. You want to lead them into it and lead them up to the point where they make a purchase and then make them re-enter your funnel again so if if they come in from the beginning part and they're getting to know more about your brand a lot of the work you have to do between the coming in stage and the purchasing stage is sharing information and bringing value that's just the trick in between those two points okay so share more information about what you have to offer you bring in value as much as you can and communicate that value to your ideal clients you will move on to the end of the funnel, right? Now, when they come out of the end, at the other end, and they've made a purchase, you made a profit, you don't want them to just leave. You want to try them, try to make them re-enter your funnel again. And you can do that by using amazing offers that speak on their problems and the solutions you have to offer. You know, always go over and beyond for your clients and your offers or make it seem like you are going over and beyond, just like the boutique I, I talked about. Yeah. So for her, she, to us, it's like, how can you be selling something for 10K that you would usually sell for 45, 50, 60K. Yeah. So, I know she has a strategy. She's not going to make any loss. If she was making a loss, she wouldn't sell it at that price. Mm. Oh, she probably so, is just so generous she, that she has gotten you guys money so much throughout the year and then she wants to give back. <laughs> the point is, there's actually a strategy behind yeah, it. And yeah. she's not going to lose money. Do you get what I'm trying yeah. to say? So, definitely, you, you can make it seem 
like you're doing a lot for us like mm-hmm. like you're going over and beyond people yeah. will be grateful for stuff like that like i'm gonna be grateful after i shop there on friday yeah you know just so give that customers, extra that extra customer experience exactly mm-hmm. exactly always go over and beyond whatever just think about how can i how can i make so like this is this is this is an example for whatever entrepreneur is listening to this my nail tech the other day because she knows i import things from overseas right so she was like oh can she what can she get for her clients her clients that have stopped coming because with the flood and the rain happening lots of clients stopped coming to her store she's my nail tech she does my nails right mm. so um she was just talking to me like oh what can she do that she needs to remind these people that she's still here so she says okay she wants to order some stuff can i help her do that i said okay sure what does she want to offer i mean order sorry so she starts mentioning a couple of things so i go over to like my list of options for her and then she sees like pretty handbags and she's like ah mama i'm gonna have to buy this handbag for my best best clients like clients that patronize me charlie yeah i'm just going to post it that once you come to my store oh you are going to get a handbag for christmas and these handbags are really really nice mm. i'm like they're quite pricey she was like yeah, she's not gonna that that one's not for everybody some people she will buy lashes for them some people she will buy this yeah just buy like that, that. yeah and, Cool. exactly cool. so customers like to always come first you know mm-hmm. so you always want to keep them take them from the beginning to the end of the, the funnel get them to re-enter and make sure that they feel like they're coming first and that's the key in acquiring them wow. use lots of show, social proof and make the solution real to people just like the nicer dicer illustration i gave yeah. make it as real as possible don't try to say oh people will understand what this thing is for now don't they know the usefulness mm-hmm. uh-uh they don't go and take a, a cue from Chinese marketers. Have you seen the way Chinese people market their products? Yeah, you've you want to one. leave it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so good. Asians are so good. So they're, they're those kind of you know, it, it's something as simple as maybe a doormat. Yeah. And you just try to you know duplicate the lifestyle of somebody who, who uses, uses a doormat. doormat. Like, it'll be so interesting you you'll be so taken away and you're like oh wow ah, this is nice so ah, let me send this to my friend that we wanted to buy doormats the other day mm. uh-huh that's how the process begins now the person or their or their friend will enter into your funnel and before you know if they're a hot client and they're ready to purchase right now you're making money in the bank wow so you're getting money in the bank oh my so yeah that's just this the, god i don't know oh boy i'm overwhelmed this is too much <laughs> I, I, I for one have to go through and listen to this again. Just keep listening to it and listening to it, and listening to it because Sarah, I hope you're not trying to be shady because you know you I haven't put the session not. with me. So this a boom. You just got like free info. I'm going to send you my bill. <laughs> this is too much. This is too much value on a platter. Good. I, I am I'm so, so happy to be a service. Oh god, I'm so um this is, this is too much. Like you guys, mm-mm. tell me just if I write my comments, is there you don't go to listen to this thing again? Like this thing, <laughs> this is too much. Um okay, so I went through your academy. Tell me if you go to your academy. There's one question I've been meaning to ask. Both the mm-hmm. um both male and female listen to this podcast, right? Is this academy just for females or it's for both genders? Because I'm just it's for all genders. It's for all genders, right? You identify as a gay. <laughs> you identify as a transgender. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't know. Somehow, I feel because it's female-led, 
yeah. more females are drawn to it okay. definitely have men but i just feel like men don't usually take it seriously a mm. few of them that do are always in my game like oh wow this was so impactful thank yeah. you so much yeah. and you're using the very professional about it so but i feel like maybe because it's female-led women are just more drawn to it i don't know what to do i've been trying to hack that for a while like okay what can i do to make mm. it heterosexual like for both male and female i think you should start from the naming but then no problem you start from what the name but it's all right the name yeah you're, you're ah. <laughs> no your target market that's not possible it, no it's just like what we talked about your target market is yeah both male and female but your um your persona mainly it's the female because they are the ones that mostly go for this thing and stuff like that. So it's understandable, but I trust me with this recording. Like I'm not sure anybody that listens to this will not want to get more juice out of this. Like me particularly, I have <laughs> downloaded some of your free. She has some free, like free um, resources in her community that I love so much. The Go Manifest, the Month Starter Workbook. Like these things are free to the public, and I use them, and I'm like. God bless Amara. Thank you so much. <laughs> God bless Amara. Like, oh, I love them so much. Oh. I've printed some say, before. Like, oh, God. You just give out, give and give Thank and give. So and now, now, she, now she wants to send me bill. Guys, she wants to send me bill. <laughs> yes, now. You can afford this. So, now. please, yeah, but there's some much. courses there that you can get to learn more about this. I want you to just talk a bit about that. And some courses that are in this Seven Figure Cheek Academy. Yeah, I'm guessing that correctly. So can you just tell us some of the courses that are yeah. there and how we can locate them and go through them? Okay, so I'm currently working on a course for your ideal client or your dream client personal. I had to do it yourself because I have a service that's specifically for that. But in my busy schedule, I don't really have the time to take bookings all the time as much as I would really love to do that. Mm. But if this was like a full-time, full-time, I didn't have any other thing I was doing, then I would definitely be doing that. So because of the fact that I'm not always that available, I'm trying to create a course where people can just, you know, follow a step-by-step process to create this for for themselves or even begin to teach this to other people, Mm. you know. So that's one thing it's gonna be you would see it on the website it says ideal client strategy course but um click on it it's not going to take you to anything because i haven't attached the link to that but i have a really amazing course that also covers ideal client strategy plus other things like how to create offers like i said you have cold and um hot clients the strategy you use for a cold is not the same strategy you you use for a hot client Mm. a hot client is ready to go right now a cold client is indecisive so for the cold client you want to do more of explaining the value sharing information and all of that the different strategies like it's not about just saying oh ma this thing is going to benefit your life no that's that's dead Mm. and that's boring you want to you want to make it irresistible like you don't have a choice it's either this or Mm. suffering (laughs) that's how you make it you want to make yeah like put pressure but in a very cool and subtle way mm. for to make money because there's so many people calling the same person's attention you're not the only brand doing that you will never be the only brand yeah. there's hardly any monopoly anywhere so basically that course covers everything it's called the 40 million in six months course and it was a course i created when i found out that i had made like 40 million in like six months wow. and it was crazy for me because I was like, oh, wow. Like, I, I know, right? Wow. So I posted wow. it. It went viral. I know. I was almost like 200K views on that particular video. Because people were like, how did you do this? Like, okay, can you can you help me achieve this? Because I posted mm. proof. And I don't like to call figures out 
because I don't really want eyes on my back I per se. You, I, I, I like, yeah, I'm very out there on my personal social media, but okay. hardly would you see me like posting anything really intimate or private about myself. You never know about my relationships. You can't even tell if I'm dating or if I'm not dating. So I also don't post like my financial stuff there. But I realized that's something that I probably have to do once in a while to just let people know that the results are in my hands. I'm not just preaching fables and tales, right? So I posted proof of the amount of money I made. And then people, you know, asked me, how do how can I do this? And I couldn't take so many calls at the same time. So I just decided to create a course again. So mm. that course is there, it's available. And actually from Black Friday to probably the end of the year, I'm not sure. My team and I are still trying to go over it if it's gonna be worth it. We're gonna slash it down by about almost I think almost 80%, maybe 77% or something. So I'm gonna bring the price down because in the current state of the economy, I just wanna I just wanna put it out there. To help mm. anyone, because that's the main purpose. I don't want price to really scare people away, because mm. I'm a one-for-all, all-for-one type of person. Like, I want all of us to come up. Because, I mean, that you're making money doesn't mean I'm not going to make money. There's enough money to go around. There's yeah. too much money in the world. You get yeah. Most of the money in the world, more than... <laughs> more than... Do you realize, Sharon, that more than... 50 let's say 70 percent of the world's money isn't even printed yet i know man. because if you want to use all the monies in everybody's bank accounts and print them out you know how much storage <laughs> that would take up mm. it can't fit into just one bank or one central bank it's not possible you can't print that you can only print out a few the rest are just figures mm. so there's enough money to go around i don't have that idea in my head that oh it's just me i want myself to win me 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 mm. so that's the reason why i'm trying to bring down the course because the very very i think that course basically takes you from mindset all the way to execution okay and it also teaches you how to start whatever it is you want to start even with zero capital mm. right i think that's the key part most people do not have the money to fund even a business i want to start right now i don't have the funding for it just yet so I know this is a general challenge. Even there's no, I don't think there's any business that starts off with everything. Yeah. There's always there's always a budget to work with, you know. Mm. So even if you don't have any money, that course will ginger you and teach you how to go about it. Because my most successful business, well, all my business are my most successful business in Jesus' name. <laughs> but like the the longest surviving one, which mm. is about to be seven years old. Basically, I started it with zero capital, mm. and this is where I'm at, and it has physical locations. Wow. So if I can do it, anyone else out there can actually do it. So mm. you can grab that course. You can also have a free course on the website on how to prepare, um, like a simple business plan, nothing too serious, very straightforward course. Yeah. You probably take it in like 10, 15 minutes when you're done, and that's a free course. Yeah, and like she said, your other materials are for free. There's an ebook I wrote about pricing and you know surviving in a in a competitive market. Yeah. You can get that on my website free also. It could also help you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that. So please, that one you were talking about, the first one about the clients, but please can you kindly put a wait list so that we can join because we need it. I don't know how you can do that. But okay. please create a form that we can okay. just put our name on our email for with because we are really interested. When I say we, I said me anyways. But then, <laughs> that's okay. I don't know why. I don't know why she's slashing the 40 million in six months formula cost because it's already low. Too low for the price. I don't know why she's slashing it. But right. I, I don't know. But I'm okay. 
No problem. We that bought it at the high price. We know, but it's okay. Let's go. Ah! Oh my god, that's true. You got the course, so you can test it. What, what do you think about the course? It was it was phenomenal. No, what are you are you kidding? I have not dropped my review. Oh, don't worry. I'll send it to you personally. I'm not sure. You haven't. <laughs> I didn't send it please to you personally. ASAP. <laughs> oh my god, thank you so much. So please <laughs> go to sevenfigurechickacademy.com and. The, see, let me tell you today. I'm I'm on the website right now, and I'm seeing too many resources. I'm seeing even from followers to clients. I'm seeing Q4 Success Bootcamp. Yeah. I'm seeing how to create a business plan, yeah. and then there's the Cove um, community. See, see, just just click the link in the description and go to the website, and then just feel it. Get get a feel <laughs> of your eyes, and trust me, you will not regret it. Thank you so much for coming here, Mara. Like it was a pleasure. I took all your time, but I'm so I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this week. I'll be back next week with more information. So have a great week ahead and God bless you. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Follow if you haven't followed. You can show some love. We want to get to feel your two cents. So just drop a review. Subscribe to our channel. Join the conversation. Join the communities. In our community, we talk every day. So even if we come here and talk once in a week, in our community, we talk every day. If you have a question pertaining to branding or business development, you can email us at africanbrandacademy at gmail.com or messages on any of the social media platforms or social media communities and i will be able to answer you on the next episode it could be your question and even if i'm not able to answer you here directly i'd make sure to answer you in the communities and this is sharon alfred saying ciao take care